Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views, and current affairs for the LGBT community. This is the World Wide Wave. From Australia's Joy 94.9, this is World Wide Wave, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking you around the globe one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and I'm joined at the Victorian Pride Centre Studios of Joy tonight by Alex. Hola. Hello, Stefan. <laughs> Good evening. And uh, Andrew will be with us shortly. Progress on LGBTI rights uh, is moving fast in Chile. It is only just over... 20 years ago that being gay was still illegal. In the interim, there have been a raft of progressive laws enacted and last month Chile elected their first only trans member of parliament. But there are still problems. In recent years, there have been an increase in violence against trans women with their average life expectancy just 35 years. To help us understand the progress and the problem in Chile, we are joined by Matival Cortez, the legislative advisor to Chile's friend trans deputy, Emilia Schneider Videla. They are also the gender fluid activist of OTD Chile, the organizing trans diversities, which promotes human rights of trans, non-binary and intersex people. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight been organizing to denounce the discrimination, poverty and violence, violence that have historically affected us. So we're asking you, we're talking about lots of trans issues and trans rights, which in our local election, it's uh, getting a, a fair showing. Uh, is it something that influences your vote? Will it actually swing your vote one way or the other? LGBT rights in Chile have travelled fast. It was only in 1999 that consensual same-sex relations became legal. Comprehensive anti-discrimination laws followed in 2012 and civil unions in 2015 and marriage equality in 2021. Once one of the most powerful institutions in the country, the Catholic Church is losing members and influence as the country becomes more progressive. Part of the change saw the first openly trans member of parliament elected to assume office in March, 25-year-old Emilia Schneider Videla. Emilia's legislative advisor is Matival Cortez and he spoke to us from Santiago. My name is Matival Cortez. Uh, I'm a gender fluid person. Uh, I'm an activist in a transgender organization, an organization called OOTD Association, which means... Um, organizing trans diversities, um, which promotes uh, human rights of transgender people, non-binary people, and intersex people. 
Um, now I work uh, in the Congress with uh, I'm the, the 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 legal or the legislative consultant of uh, the first transgender deputy, which name is Emilia Schneider, um, and and well I've been an activist since eight years ago since I I, I were studying laws in the University of Chile, and well I'm very happy for talking to you tonight. What's the situation like in Chile for LGBTIQ people? Uh, well, currently Chile is nearing the end of a constitutional process that originated with the massive pro protests that began in October 2019, in which a series of social movements took this to the streets to demand a definitive change to a political system deaf to the demands of citizenship. Uh, one of these social movements was that of sexual and gender dissidences, in which the LGBTIQA plus population has been organizing to denounce the discrimination, poverty, and violence, violence that have historically affected us. Uh, at this point, it is worth distinguishing the movement of sexual diversities from that of sex uh, gender dissidences, whose main difference is that the first, that of the diversities, has a focus on the achievement of private rights, such as same-sex marriage or the civil union agreement, um, while the dissidences has an essentially feminist, trans-feminist and lesbo-feminist uh, approach, uh, whose main uh, demand is the eradication of violence based on gender identity or expression, sex-affected orientation and sexual uh, characteristics. Uh, and the installation of measures, affirmative measures, to reduce the barriers to access to the exercise of fundamental social rights, uh, mainly the right to education, work, and housing, with measures such as the trans work quota or the regulation of the recognition um, of the process, the transit process of students in the school. Uh, there has been very serious cases of discrimination in this area, such as that of Jose Matias Guevara, a 15-year-old trans boy who committed suicide in his own school due to the transphobia he received from teachers and students for a long time, despite the existence of a specific regulation that requires schools to respect the social name and gender identity or, or each type. The LGBT community you know, is varied in terms of there's loads of different parts of it. And um, are the groups more affected than other in Chile? Because yeah. I was reading quite an increase in violence against trans people uh, a few months ago. Can you tell us about a little bit about that? Yeah, clearly the most disadvantaged group is trans women, particularly sex workers and migrants. In 2015, an official report from the Inter-American Court of Human Rights found that the life expectancy of trans women in Latin America did not exceed 35 years between murders, suicides, and the barriers to access to health that constantly exposed them to death. For example, last August, a 36-year-old trans woman from southern Chile died after injecting industrial silicone with people who did not have the professional qualifications to do so which is also explained by the difficulty in accessing genitoplasties and hormonization in the public health system. Another group that is particularly affected is uh, that of trans and non-binary children. The current gender identity law approved in 2018 uh, allowed the change of name and registered gender of trans people from the age of 14. 
and always with the authorization of a legal representative that is the father or mother of the uh, child's choice. Um, and from trans organization, uh, we wanted the, the registration change to be made beforehand in consideration of, uh, of the results of survey T. The first survey applied to the trans population in Chile uh, by the Association Organizing Trans Diversities in 2017, which showed that 56% of trans people have attempted suicide at last once in their lives. And of that group, 57% attempted, attempted it before the age of 16. Therefore, the group that most needed this rule was excluded from it. Uh, for this reason, the government of the, the government program of President Gabriel Boric included within the section dedicated to sexual dissidences the commitment to end the age limit esta established by Law 21-120 and also establish administrative procedures as a general rule to make them less expeditious, uh, uh, more expeditious, and end the, with the legal proceeding in order to fully enshrine the right or uh, to self-determination of gender identity. Do trans people get financial support from the government to for the medication, for the surgery, for the treatment? Uh, it's not uh, in a law, but there are uh, some hospitals uh, that have special programs that have been developed by, by some uh, medical uh, uh, people who wants to start with this like a, like the first uh, programs in Chile. Uh, for example, in here we have 29 um, uh, divisions of the public service of health. And there are 50 of them, 50 hospitals, not in the 50 sectors, 50 hospitals that has these programs. But um, it, it is not in a law. Uh, it has been always at the end of the list of priorities. And uh, there are some people which travels to another city to get this uh, genitoplasties or, or hormonization in, in these hospitals. Actually, there is um, an articulation of, of organization and activists that uh, are uh, working for some campaign, for a campaign that has the name of Salud Trans para Chile, which means, um, um, which means um, uh, trans health uh, for Chile what it means um, and the, the the objective of this is, is that there must be an special um, amount of money considered in the in, in the annual annual uh, principle uh, annual amount of people that yeah. I, I don't know how to say in English but the annual um, amount of money that is um, prepared to the to the public services specifically um, for the trans uh, population uh, this is not regulated but there are some uh, hospitals that uh, need yeah. this. The provision in the provisions in the budget, in the, the yeah, the yeah, in the budget. Yeah, that, that that was the word that we're looking for. But it, actually, it it is not in the budget. Uh, but uh, the objective is that it's it could be start to be included in it. That was legislative advisor to Chile's first openly trans member of parliament, Matival Cortez, with, with us on Joy 94.9. Now, if you're affected by any of the issues that Matival has raised and need to some support, you can find all the support at joy.org.au forward slash support. And coming up, we'll find out what is driving the murders and assaults on trans women in Chile. You're listening to Worldwide Wave. Joy for you. 
Joy for us. Better together. Joy. Hi, this is Tamás from Hatter Society, fighting for the human rights of the LGBTQI community in Hungary on the worldwide way. We are talking about the first elected transgender parliamentary candidate. Um, sorry, in Chile. Chile. And uh, our first membership of the hour, uh, welcome to the Joy family, Lord from St Kilda West. Great to have you a part of it. We put the call out before for um, whether the issues in our current federal election around trans rights are influencing your votes. We've had a message in John from Vermont South. My trans loved ones have been hurt by the current election rhetoric. Trans rights will absolutely decide my vote. Do you think it will have the same impact if you don't know a trans person? Mm, I don't think it will, actually. I think when you know somebody who's trans, it's going to be much more impactful for you. Mm. Mm. There is lots of talk that this is actually not about the you know people of Warringah. It's about um, uh, other communities in Western Sydney and all those sorts of right. things, which is why they're they're you know dragging this story out. Um, certainly not something that um, uh, we support here at Joy. Um, so it would be very interested in hearing uh, anybody else, particularly um, if you're sort of watching, if you're, if you're watching from the wings and will is this just something you expect to hear from politicians or is it something that might actually uh, get you up in arms writing letters and uh, or, or, or placing your vote in a certain way? Well, ex I mean, it's probably something expected from um, that side of politics. I don't know. In Chile, transphobia can be seen right across society. That includes institutionally within the government where the Ministry of Women and Gender Equality hasn't created a plan to tackle physical violence and discrimination. Like our current election campaign, there are politicians who are willing to use gender identity attacks for their own political gain. Amelia Schneider-Vidala is Chile's first openly trans member elected to the Chamber of Deputies. Matavel Cortez is their legislative advisor. We wanted to explore with Matavel the reasons behind the discrimination and violence against trans women. Where does, does this um, discrimination come from? Where What do you think causes um, such discrimination and violence against trans people in Chile? Chile, like in all Latin America, has uh, a profound um, Catholic uh, mm. um, mass critic, but uh, I think that that's that something that started to change, especially in the in the in the cities. But uh, in the last election, the presidential election, especially, um, we could we, we saw that the rural sec sectors has um, has um, more resistance to the trans people, to the LGBTIQ plus people in general. Um, and I think that it's because there is there is not uh, a specific program or a specific law which um, which makes mandatory the, um, the the sexual education in the schools. Uh, for example, in Chile, there is um, there was it, it's changing since a decade. There was a, 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 a education system which uh, makes that the private schools um, it has not the same rules of the public school. And so it means that there are Catholic schools that has, uh, that has been, uh, um, has the, like, a, like a conviction, this uh, discrimination to, to the LGBTIQ people. For example, there was um, a, a, a program uh, of the uh, sexual education 
that allows that some schools, it was five years ago, some schools could teach um, that uh, homosexuality it was uh, an illness. Uh, and that was um, that was very problematic for the inclusion of the LGBTQ students. Um, eventually, these programs, these homophobic programs, was deleted, deleted. But um, we has not an, an integral law. We, we haven't uh, a specific normative about this, um, and that's one of the of, of the of of of, of the. Um, of the bills that we want uh, that could be approved in in this in this period in this government period same sex marriage is legal in Chile yeah. was there it's a, legal since since 10 since march 10 it's very recently was there a lot of support for same sex marriage amongst the community Yes, there was some service that indicated that the approved the same-sex marriage was increasing in the last five years. And um, there is a general approval, but I insist, it's in the cities. In the rural areas, it's not the same. Um, but we have a same-sex marriage that um, it's supposed to have an adoption um Uh, allowed, but the, the the adoption system of of child of uh, in Chile is regulated in another law. So uh, it's an old law. It's even difficult for heterosexual people to 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 adopt children. Uh, so um, we have the same sex marriage, but I think that there is a lot of time uh, uh, that have to pass to start to see. Um, um, LGBT families, I mean, with childs uh, like we we see in other countries. At the end of last year, there were some really highly contested elections um, yeah. that were won by a um, a more liberal candidate. Yeah. What are the hopes for? And I think you said that there was also the first elected trans representative that you, you you're working for. What is the programs, electoral programs of this candidate, and what are the hopes for the community? In the in the government program, uh, was uh, uh, there was a section especially dedicated to the LGBTIQA plus population, with measures such as the reform of the gender identity law that I already mentioned but also the creation a national LGBTIQA plus social rights plan in order to attend to what sexual dissidences organizations have pointed out regarding the barriers to access to education, work, and health by the most impoverished LGBTIQA plus people. Also, include, uh, uh, also included was the need to create shelters to, for LGBT children expelled from their homes for having come out of the closet, similar to those that exist in California and Spain, and that already exist in Chile for women who receive violence from their partners. Likewise, there is the, the Jose Matias bill that seeks to confront transphobic bullying in schools. And by the way, the comprehensive sex education bill uh, pending years ago in Congress with which Chile would uh, cease to be the only country in the region in Latin America that does not have a specific regulation in this regard, like I mentioned before. So, well, there's uh, a hope which has been uh, confirmed too, 
um, by important symbols, uh, uh, such as the first commemoration in the government palace of the day of trans visibility on March 21st, um, on the last March 21st. We also have two openly gay ministers of state, the Minister of Education and the, the Minister of Sports. Uh, currently, the government is convening several extended roundtables with civil society organizations to advance the creation of an anti-discriminatory institutionality like the only the, the one that exists in Mexico and uh, in, in Argentina too for the prevention of discrimination. So we are all working for that all those wishes become reality. That's Maribel Cortez, the legislative advisor to Chile's first trans ele uh, person elected to the Chamber of Deputies, their lower house in Chile on Joy 94.9. Wow, what a, um, what a full legislative agenda they've got planned there. Um, everything from the, you know, the round tables, the anti-discrimination laws, shelters. I think the poverty side of thing is mm. something that we just don't even give a thought about. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's really prominent in in that country in Chile, and I think that goes back because it's a very unequal. A lot of those countries deal with great inequality. Um, Brazil, um, Argentina, I'm not so sure about, but definitely Brazil and Chile have long history. I mean, it was partly what was the whole the military regime was really you know about um, trying to clamp down against or react against. Um, socialist policies to address that so i think they're kind of returning to that unfinished business and, and you've got so we've sort of heard a bit about the progress that's been happening there but then you need shelters for kids when their parents don't accept them so you can see there's this real yeah. um real um toing and froing between the the good and the bad in chile at the moment it was, and the election was very close as well in terms of it could have gone completely the other yes. way in terms of um, you know the same thing that we've seen in uh, Hungary that we did see in France last week in terms of the far right against it's pretty the stark um, choice, yeah. Hmm. I, I wonder if that will impede their uh, legislative progress. Look, the other big change that was sort of talked about briefly there is the change in religion. Mm. Um, we pulled some figures. So back in 2006, 84% of the population said they were Christian. Uh, by 2020, sorry, 2021, that had dropped to 56%. That's a big change in a really small amount of time. Mm, massive. Very big. Mm. And, and I wonder how, you know, 36% of people saying they didn't have a religious affiliation. They're, they're like dropping away from the church. And I think it's probably what's behind the support too for same-sex marriage as well, the fact that there is less of this um, of religious belief that, that we've seen in many places come in the way of um, equality. Indeed. Well, yeah, it's a, a very similar pattern. I think it's just what we saw in Spain after Franco, you know, dramatic change. Coming up, we've got more on Joy 94.9. We'll hear about the changes that are being planned for Chile at the highest levels. This is Georgi Tabagari from Tbilisi Pride on World Wide Web, Joy 94.9. It's a show that takes you around the globe, one queer story at a time, World Wide Wave. And if you're listening on podcast, a special hello to you and a thank you because uh, through your downloads and listens, you have actually made us number two in the monthly Joy downloads. So keep listening. You can subscribe to receive our podcast automatically. Either go to joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And we love your reviews, so please leave them. And Matt, what's your favourite 
podcast would we have? Oh, that's <laughs> uh, really hard because we've been going, you know, 10 years. So we've got a lot of podcasts there. Um, Joy is actually, uh, if not the biggest, then one of the, the top five biggest um, rainbow content producers in the world for podcasts. So if you go into iTunes, we are right up there. Um, actually, one we did recently, The Pink Lion, Mm. Um, with uh, Mark from South Africa was really interesting because it got me thinking about why the world is diverging into just what we were talking about with Hungary yeah. and, and even, well, maybe not Chile, but um, you've got some countries which are really catapulting ahead with LGBT rights and some countries which are actually saying they're going ahead, so we're going to pull mm. back. So this interesting dynamic. So that's definitely worth a listen. Yeah, and I, what I really like is what I, we do countries, but we also do you know, things that happen, like really news stories and things. So it's not just always, you know, we go through the country because when something happens, we cover it, which is really Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes the, just people too. You, we we yeah. run into somebody or we see somebody that looks interesting. We say, hey, we'd like to have a chat with you. That's all good. So where you find it, go to joy.org.au slash worldwide wave uh, or just uh, um, pod... Uh, iTunes or yeah, any and on the website platform. you can you've got all the platforms we have and there's probably twelve or fourteen platforms where you can find our our podcasts. From coming out to reaching out, fighting for change or battling to be heard, these are the stories of the diverse rainbow community from across the globe. Coming to you from Australia's LGBTIQ radio station, Joy. The old saying, you can't be what you can't see, seems to ring true in Chile. Chile's first openly trans member of parliament is seeking to change minds by raising the profile of trans people. It will not be a simple journey with political attacks, physical violence, including murder and discrimination in workplaces and healthcare, all challenges to be overcome. One person driving that change is Matival Cortez, the legislative advisor for Chile's first elected deputy in their parliament. And he spoke with us from Santiago about the visibility of the LGBT community. So there seemed to be a really a will for visibility. And yeah. so do you think the changes will come from being visible and being, you know, recognizing the trans day of visibility, having openly trans people on the government, having openly gay people on the government. Do you think that will yeah. help change the, what you were saying about the rural uh, attitude? Yeah, absolutely. And in the constitutional process, um, there there was uh, uh, seven. Um, conventional person that's the name of the of the of the person that are uh, writing the new constitution there are seven of them that are lgbt lgb there is no transgender conventional person but there are lgb um person who are writing the the new constitution and even the vice president of the of the uh, constitutional convention that's the name of this um constitutional assembly we have this different name convention constitutional is the name of this constitutional assembly the vice president of this one is is gay actually whose name is gaspar dominguez um, there are a lot of norms of, of constitutional norms uh, that have been created specifically 
for the LGBTIQ plus people. And for the LGBT organization, it was very difficult to found some, some experience in another countries for, uh, for propose this in, the, in, in, in this process. For example, in Ecuador, there was um, two or three uh, special uh, norms that was created to protect LGBTIQ plus people. But um, Chile had recently approved in the, in the assembly the identity right, like a specific constitutional right. That's something that does not exist in another country. And something similar is in the, in the child, uh, in the convention of the rights of the child, of the children, um, in, the, in the article eight, uh, but it was specific uh, for, the, for, for the children there isn't something like uh, the, the, the right to the identity in a specific constitution. So we are making history in terms of the, the, of the importance of the recognition of the LGBTIQ people like political subjects that are relevant in, in a process like that. And that is a, a direct effect of, the, of this massive feminist um, uh, protest that began in May 2018, and, and actually, it, it even in, in has influence in the composition of the of the of the constitutional assembly because um, we have the half of the conventional are women. The half by obligatory, it was mandatory that the half of the con, 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 the convention the assembly uh, are women. And for the next, if 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 the new constitution is approved in the in the poll that will be made in in, in September. Uh, it's proposed that all the public institutions, like the parliament, like the government, like the, the, the system of justice, all of them has to be the half composed by women. And, and that's uh, an influence of the feminist movement. And that's why at the, at, at the beginning, I make this, this difference between the, 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 the diversity or sexual diversity movement and the sex gender uh, dissidences movement because this last one has this um, this proximity to the feminist approach and that's something new that's something that have been happened in Mexico in Argentina but it hasn't happened in in, in other countries with the with the energy that has been um, that we are seeing that it's happening in Chile and we are a little proud of it uh, we have to say it but at the same time everything hang on of, of, of the of the uh, of the poll in September because that will be with mandatory vote everyone in Chile will have to go to vote um, and there is a, a strong campaign from the from the right side uh, parties and the and the, and the conservative sectors that are saying that it is the end of Chile and we're going to destroy the the country and all that stuff that they're making this like a and a scary campaign. Um, uh, meanwhile, we think that it will be an historic change. And if it's, it is approved, the constitutional process of Chile, uh, I think that could be um, looked by the rest of the world. In, in other uh, issues too, like uh, in environmental um, normative, uh, for example, the, 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 the constitution that some of the articles that have been already uh, writing, right? wrote, I don't know how to say it. Um, uh, it, uh, it includes the recognition that the, the, that the climate change is real. 
And that means that all the public institution has to, to, to have this in, 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 in mind and their programs. And well, we think that that could be an historic thing, not only for Chile, but for Americas. Let's hope that the election in September are positive and the changes continue for Chile. Matival Cortez, talking to us from Santiago in Chile. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for the confidence. They certainly have some ambitious plans there. Interesting that they're taking a constitutional route for change, which is, I guess, a way of really um, ingraining the change, but it's the hardest route. It's the hardest change to make. Yes, it can be a very long process and many obstacles, yeah. I like that he's a little bit proud, though. Yeah, it should be. Proud. I mean, that's just... <laughs> very, no, the, the, yeah, it's just... It, it's, it might be interesting, too, to see how this affects the whole region. So um, the, a lot of the Latin American countries do watch what the others are doing. And if there's one change in one country, it, it quite often follows. And they've got um, – there's the Inter-American Court of Human Rights, which when it makes a ruling, it affects about – I forget, it's about 10 or 12 countries that it affects. So there seems to be quite a connectedness between the countries in the region. Yeah. And, and the changes are really progressive as well in terms of inscribing climate change as something as well. So it's not just, it's very um, progressive. By our standards. <laughs> well, by our standards. Very progressive, well, but <laughs> well, yeah, it's better than dragging a lump of coal around. <laughs> but, <laughs> so there you go. Chile, big things happening. We'll keep an eye on. We'll let you know how things go at that poll in September. The world's longest-running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is World Wide Wave from Australia's rainbow radio station, Joy 94.9. Geodetch, hello, this is Rosie Fagan speaking to you all the way from Belfast in Northern Ireland on World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. And a huge thank you to Matavel Cortez, the legislative advisor to Chile, Chile, Chile's first trans deputy, Emilia China Videla, for the interview. And um, it's also on OTD Chile, which is the organising trans diversity. And you can find more at www.otdchile.org. And a huge thank you, too, to um, people who've left us messages on Facebook. There was David, Christopher, Lana, Richard, and a heap more who have joined or interacted with us on Facebook this past week. That's W3Joy on Facebook. And also thank you for the SMSs and the emails. And thank you to the behind the scenes, our podcaster, Peter, and social media master, Dean. We'll be back with more World Wide Wave next week. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash Worldwide Wave, or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. 
go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. 